0: a single DM changed my life right it set out my entire career path and so I know that single DM yeah single DM and Austin he mentioned this in the presentation (laughs) just take the shot you know it's one thing I also need to get better at is learning to uh, be told no but and that's something that you could always grow with but you can't not grow in that aspect if you don't take the shot. Right? Mm-hmm. That would be my biggest piece of advice is like Will Smith uh, skydiving speech, you know, it's like the biggest oh, yeah. point of fear is right before you jump. After you jump, you're not scared anymore. Yep. And so uh, being able to just grab that and then make it grow inside you and just
1: crush it. Now, John, you, you brought up the idea of the presence they have on social media. And we were talking about this earlier, the the impact that social selling has, and y'all are doing it better than a lot of folks that I've yeah. seen out on LinkedIn in particular, the content that you create, how you bring your brand to life. Tell us a little bit about that, what you see from an interaction standpoint with, with Kinga.
2: Shout out Robbie, social media manager. Absolutely. He's he been, he, it, he just yeah. hit his one year mark and has really elevated our output. And so we've taken this strategy of volume. And mm-hmm. let's test as much as we possibly can. Some's going to fail. A lot's going to fail. We're going to find the couple things that work and double down, and then do volume of those things that work. And so, right now, we're averaging four posts per day per our main platforms, which is really TikTok, and then our top performing ones from TikTok are getting redistributed to Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, LinkedIn, X, Twitter. Same difference, and uh, we're we're hitting at least. 75 100 pieces of content a week right now it's amazing and averaging multi-million views and impressions organically for this is free guys even content that is
3: (laughs) even content that is not well received still has an impact that's right like and you you actually alluded to the fact that you've had people um that bashed oh yeah bashed the content bashed the message bashed the product guess what they still embrace the content. Yeah. And
0: talking about it now, right? They're, yeah. interacting and they're, still, they're, they're still, still interacting
3: yeah. with it. And when I don't, don't get me wrong listeners. When I say bash, I don't mean like that. They were like this thing, I bought this and it didn't. No, that's not what I mean. they were like, you know, one, you were talking about Brack. They were like, what's wrong with the sink that you guys have at your, <laughs> yeah, your yeah, office, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's not even relevant to the post that we just did. And you're talking about the sink and it's actually rust from uh, the, the, some product that you had put together or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was it, one of the tasks that I was uh, told to do. My second internship was to build retail shelves. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not much of a carpenter, but uh, and it showed Above the average. shelves, poor thing. Well, thank you. You're from- uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, and so I would have to clean the wood stain brushes off in the sink. And so – Naturally, it's just kind of hard to wash out. And, you know, I just, I would rather be working on the shelves. And so I, uh, it was actually a prank video that, uh, (laughs) Raleigh and I were doing. And it was just this whole series. You know, I won the prank war because I popped his medicine ball. I did pop his medicine ball with a knife. Yeah. I, uh, did it. It didn't work like the office. It, uh, deflated really slowly. But he ended up, he had, he, he had, uh, (laughs) Two, two exercise balls. And so he got me back by calling me into his office saying, hey, come here. And then as I walked around the hallway, I had a drink in my hand and everything, and he just booted it right at me, hit me. I, not much of a prank. It hurt, but, uh, you know, it was yeah. there. And so I was like, okay, I got to get it back really well. So I jerry-rigged uh, the door up top, and I dumped some a cup of water, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I said, hey, uh, our guy from FedEx is here. He wants to talk to you out in the warehouse. He's like, Okay, whatever. And then so he opened the door. And the and waterfall. fell the water fell on him. But the biggest part in that TikTok, which everybody just gravitated towards, was that wood stain. Mm-hmm. The and they're like, dude, you need to clean the sink. Why is the sink so dirty? And, <laughs> and it
3: yeah. got, what, 2 million views or yeah, 5, million 5 million views million or something? Views. 5 yeah. million views. This is what the world has come to. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. All the thought and, uh, of trying to make you laugh and entertain you and then at the same time show your brand and create a little bit of brand awareness. And the focus is on a stain in a sink. Yeah. But guess what? That just goes to show you that there is no such thing as a bad reaction Absolutely. to content. As long as it is viewed, it is
0: received, and you did your, you did your job. The more people that commented, clean the damn sink. The more people that saw the Exactly. It, right. helped, it hit feeds, feeds of, of people that were positive. Yeah. yeah right?
3: Exactly.
2: It's well, the most powerful thing you can have. It, and we said this in the presentation earlier, but we had a TikTok go so viral that we generated more traffic and revenue to our website than the day our Shark Tank episode. That right. is just absolutely brilliant. Isn't that not crazy? It's still it's amazing. amazing. We've been trying to replicate that day for the last like year and a half because <laughs> yeah. it was such a big day <laughs> on the website. But that's just so cool that we're living in an age where LinkedIn and TikTok, these are organic virality opportunities that have not existed in previous platforms Mm -hmm. like Instagram, where it would only show to your follower base. Now you can be shown to the entire world. If you have the right content with the right messaging, it's, it's unbelievable how powerful it can be.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I think the, the biggest takeaway is the power that you have as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as pioneers for your brand, as a free resource, just through social The hardest part sometimes is just getting started. And to your point, you're making 7,500 pieces of content a week. You got to shoot your shot as we talked about earlier. And it's one of those things that I think you're seeing the return on that and the time that it takes to make the content. How do you
3: balance the creativity and the taking shots and also being true to your, your brand and making sure that you, um, that you don't demoralize the brand because you took a very creative shot or that you don't demean the brand because you took a really creative shot. Yeah. How do you balance
2: that? You have to balance it with content that is just evergreen and is speaking to what you guys are doing. A lot of what we do is office culture. So just showcasing people what our everyday life is like and that we work really hard, but we play even harder. And I think the authenticity shows through the content. And so Mm -hmm. when we take those like far-off shots or we do a soccer skit or we're doing something that's kind of – not as tasteful as the other ones, people appreciate it. Cause they're like, oh, they're just trying, they're just trying new yeah, things. Trying to, yeah. Cause we know that the 80% of their content is, Hey, they love inspiring young entrepreneurs. They love going to Clemson and other colleges and speaking about their journey. They love showing that the office life is supposed to be fun and rewarding and challenging. And we post a lot about our problems. And I think there's something, especially on LinkedIn, when I'm like telling people guys are, you know, our our supply chain is broken right now and our containers are late to our warehouse and we missed an event. And so what we had to do was rent a U-Haul and drive it eight hours round trip to go hand deliver mm-hmm. so that a customer could have it at the last two hours of whatever event. When people feel that, they're like, wow, these guys like oh, really care about their customers get getting it before. And so they know that a lot of what we do is a skit. Some people don't. They really think we're drinking breakfast beers every morning in the <laughs> office, which we're not, but- it's funny when we get compliments from brands or in the licensing department. CLC has even said to us, "Like, guys, you guys are so much more mature than we see mm-hmm. in your content." Yeah. We're like, "Guys, that's part of the brand vision." But yeah. it, we wouldn't be here today if we weren't serious and taking everything, you know, like head on first and sober.
3: So, <laughs> some, some listen. Some of this, some of the silliness, could be uh, looked upon as. You're not working that. You guys are goofing. That's right. You're not working that hard. Um, you could also make the argument that some of the silliness is inspiring your team to work harder. That's right. And that's the point that you're making. Like, we have to tell people to go home. The reason we have to tell them to go home is probably not because they're sitting there working on schematics and engineering this and completely entrenched in emails all the time. They are seeing this as a family in an environment of friends
0: that they want to hang out in and do work. Is that true, Bragg? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the biggest reasons I do think why we're successful is uh, the support. You know, every time we even, you know, if it's a smaller PO or a larger PO, we always throw it in uh, our sales hype Slack channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, you know, we, we make sharing wins. She's, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Sharing wins. Yeah. We need a gong. Yeah, we oh, need you guys a need a gong. Yes. We need. Uh, I think yes. we need
2: two gongs. You need two gongs. They have two gongs. Let's get yeah. three gongs.
3: Oh yeah, we should. Well then, shit, then we're gonna get <laughs> yeah. four of them. Yeah. fine. But you, are, you, you want to, You you want to you want to have a gong off with us? That's we'll we'll gong buy gongs. We'll yeah. <laughs> knock the gong off we'll, this morning. We'll buy a gong long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked out this morning. That
0: was the issue. Yeah, <laughs> you crushed uh, that thing. He sure did. Jeez, you almost chipped the window. Yeah, my point. Well, you said if I broke it, I could keep it. Yeah. Most people, most people, when they break it, like they hit it
3: through. They don't hit it like into the next business. Yeah, I mean, my what was your beat, walk-up
0: but, song? Uh, Curtis had the red, white, and blue. By there you w. go. Heath. That is uh, my personal anthem. My
1: <laughs> there was w. no hesitation yeah. on that either. Yeah. No, like, uh, it's, it's got to be.
0: When I loved this, <laughs> when you yelled out "America,"
3: yeah, as you hit it, that was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> no, I think I think Breck's spot
2: on. The we all do. We just care about each other. I think we just want to see the next person win. I think when you when you're in a uh, environment that doesn't really have a ceiling. I don't think Kanga mm-hmm. Coolers has a an area where it stops. Like, I think it can become a hundred million, a billion dollar business with the right team, the right people. And so when you don't see that cap at all, you just want that next person to win because you know that they're in an environment where they can be as big as they want. If financial freedom is their goal, we can provide that. If they want to have the most fun job the next 40 years, we can provide that. Like whatever their goals are, this is a place that can help them get there a lot more easily than other places yeah. if you went the safe route, yeah. right? But yeah. these guys took risks. Their first year was not fun for a lot of people. It was lean, mean, and, you know, hungry. And, and now it's like, okay, now people see where it can go.
3: All right, super cool from the standpoint of you guys are not that far removed from your college experience. Um, to have a college experience and get thrust right into the entrepreneurial uh, mission is um, you got some guts, my friend and it's paying off. For you to, to bet on an organization of people that are in that gutsy move shows that you've got some guts. So I would love for you to talk to some of our listeners that are younger, but mainly to our own team here. We have a very young, yeah, progressing team that is talented, but isn't even close to how great they're going to be, and I say that as a compliment to them. Okay, What advice would you give them, which I think will be relevant because you are so close to, if not part of, or maybe a couple steps ahead of that, that life journey. What are some of the steps or some of the recommendations you would make of how they should handle their sales journey and what's been effective for you?
0: For me uh, personally, you know, I look back, I was a single DM changed my life, right? It set out my entire career path. And so I know that. Single
1: DM. Yeah. Single
0: DM. And, uh, Austin, he mentioned this in the presentation, so I'm sorry if I steal your thunder here, but, you know, it's take the shot. You know, it's um, one thing I also need to get better at is learning to uh, be told no, but and that's something that you could always grow with, but you can't not grow in that aspect if you don't take the shot. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice is, like, dude, uh, Will Smith uh, skydiving speech. You know, it's like the biggest yeah. point of fear is right before you jump. After you jump, you're not scared anymore. Yep. And so, uh, being able to just grab that and then make it grow inside you and just crush it. You know, you, you never know where it's going to take you. It could be a no, but it also could be a career changing. Awesome advice. One DM change your life. Beautiful. What do you I say, Austin? I
2: also love. He, like we have this cool thing. It's the longest consistent thing we've ever done at King of Coolers. It's been six. years. 0.25 years of it, Mastermind Monday, nine AM. Mastermind Come in Mind either Chick fil A catered or burritos. Breakfast burritos. Shout out burrito guy. And Chick fil A breakfast. Yeah, Chick fil A breakfast. Yeah. Nine AM. And it's optional. You don't have to be there. But almost everyone comes every single Monday, nine A. M. Instead of diving right into emails and the mm. chaos that happened over the weekend that you weren't working on over the weekend, sit down, share something you learned from a podcast, a TikTok, something from the previous week. I've learned more from that from our group of people than I have Anything else yeah. that we've done at Kanga, cool. all the quotes people have picked up on all the th- people get personal. People are talking about their personal lives, their relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like, it's like
3: therapy with, with a knowledge gain.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, it's crazy. The stuff that I learned from everyone in our group has such different personalities and do different things on the weekend. Yeah. So it's very he- interesting to hear like, Oh, I almost you know, fought off a bear this weekend camping when I was like, I would not, I'm not into camping yeah. at all, but that guy was, so, um, that's a
0: real story by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was oh, that you, that was
2: act- no, that was not me, okay. but, uh, it, that was <laughs> Logan and mastermind. Greg, big campers. Yeah. Then there's the guys who party on the weekends and the guys who travel. And it's just, it's all different, but that's such yeah. a cool thing that we do. And a, that was a wreck use that Will Smith quote before on the mastermind. So yeah. i like to see that yeah. it was now applied to a podcast. Absolutely. Um, my piece of advice for young people. And I say this every time yeah. I, give a talk. And I don't think I even said it today and I should have, uh, take the most high risk path you possibly can when you're as young as possible. You have the least to lose and you have the most to gain, even if you fail. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you like take that risk and you fall flat on your face, you learned more than you would have going the safe route and doing that random job that was offered to you when you applied online. Right. And that's why we loved what we started in college is we are so naive, still are, but like we were so naive. We were like, Oh yeah, six months, we can make product. We can get it on retail shelves. We didn't even get our product (laughs) in until nine months, but you're so naive and thinking you can do these things. And then when you don't, you learn from them and then you fix them. And then six years go by and you're like, okay, I've learned a lot. And we still have so much. We to to get to where we want to be, but I'm just so thankful that we took the highest risk path and not the easy route. I studied engineering in college. I freaking hate engineering. Mm -hmm. It's not what I want to do with my career. And I found that out by testing engineering as an internship senior year. And I was like, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. And then you start trying these different things that I started getting into the risky things. I was like, don't like that, but I do kind of like that. And then that leads you to this path of like, okay, I just, there's something powerful. I think about, falling flat on your face and being at your lowest lows. And yes. I just tell these college kids when they're in their senior year and they can go work for the big four. Listen, we need lawyers, doctors. We need 1000%, hundred percent. 100%. And if that's your passion, pursue your passion. But mm-hmm. if you're on the fence, go the riskier path. Yeah. You will yep. be thankful five years later, 10 years later. You, you know, I it's, guarantee
3: it. it's like they talk about with babies, the reason they're built low to the ground. It's because they're going to fall a lot. That's right. Right. Yeah, so, 100%. so it don't hurt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Old people, when they fall, by the way, it hurts. Yep. Um, <laughs> I know one. Stop looking at me like that, Brett. <laughs> um, but from the standpoint of being young and taking risk, you have way more time to recover. Um, you, you are in such a stage of learning um, and you can laugh it off. It's almost expected. Yeah. So it's kind of like more unexpected if you take a bunch of risks than it is if you take less risks and you fail. That's right. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we kind of expect that. You, so I, I, I just am so on this mission right now to get any interaction that I have with a Gen Z human to understand that they have an entitlement to to um, act as if to believe that they have a reason to uh, to feel like an advisor to, to question everything, but also to take advice and implement to constantly seek professional development, Mm -hmm. to take those risks. So now I want to ask you what advice would you give to, let's say a gen Xer that is interacting with folks. you both come from that similar generation, right? Under 30, both of you are under 30 successful, what recommendation as you're scaling and building your business, you're also hiring a lot of folks that are in a similar generation of yeah. you, and you've got this team of really young, dynamic, powerful people that are taking a risk together and making it happen. What is it about that? Like, and how does a team, let's say, that's got more diversity of, of age, yeah. how does that Gen X? mold with the Gen Z to create this unbelievable power unit to get stuff done. I think
2: it's it's fair to categorize it by the generations, but I also think it's like something that I think we do really well at King is we build individual relationships with each person Love because it. Breck, what t- makes Breck tick in his life situation is very different than what makes Colin tick. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for myself and my partners to understand like, What motivates Breck? Why does he come to work every day? Why does he stay till six and get in at eight? Because the reason that Colin does it is very different. And so we want to build a path for them that helps them achieve those individual goals. And so I think you just talk to people. You just have to have like that human to human connection with these Gen Zers, Gen Xers, like we've hired people older than us who work for Kangana, who work for us. And it's like, I need to understand what his situation is in his life with his family and his kids. And like, it's very different than our 23 year old who just came out of college, who needs beer money on the weekend or who really wants to set himself up for success. Meanwhile, you want them
3: both to attack the same goal. Exactly. But they should have a different, their own unique purpose. That's right. that fire whatever that fire is as to how why they attack that goal it's the same goal like the connective yeah. the, the connection of the team the goal the brand whatever but there's a different purpose for what you're fighting for it I goes love that back, it
1: goes back to the the idea of, of knowing your why and can you use that to fuel your fire for what you talk about where all right why am I showing up today do do I know what's yep. motivating me beyond the the opportunity in front of me to to work my job today and I think back to like when I started here at Club Colors. I shout out to my wife Danielle. Was yes. uh, she, she, she over was, there? You pointed over, point over, over there.
3: Hey Danielle, she's
2: far. Oh, she <laughs> handsome fella, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> <Love that.
1: laughs> but she was pregnant with their first kid, and I knew. I just knew I needed to make more money, and I was entering a sales force where I had the opportunity yeah. to control some income, control my own destiny, and bet on myself. And I think that's my biggest message for for the younger folks that maybe don't know about a career in sales it empowers you to really go bet on yourself and make the most of the time that you're investing in your job.
3: Yeah. You're running your own business within the business. If you're doing it right. Yes. Yes. You're a brand within the brand.
1: Yes. And so
3: that's the key. I think that that's, uh, we are so on this mission right now to get, to define our brand, our core values, our messaging, but to influence and persuade our team of people to yep. be their unique self and to go present themselves to the world with every ounce of passion, just stay within the boundaries yeah. of what it is our core values are. And we try trying to find that as much as possible. In between that, Full let freedom. it rip. Yeah. Full like, please yeah. go let it rip. Yeah. I'd rather tell you to calm down than have to tell you to Get going, right? I'd rather and someone
2: make a mistake by trying the thing that they thought was really going to work and then we can deal with that later yeah. than asking for permission going through that. like, just run, like run yes. into the wall. And what's unique about what we were just talking about is just determining how people react different. Someone may be incentivized by a compensation package. Someone may just need to be publicly shouted out during a team meeting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And given that like verbal, you're doing an amazing job, someone responds well to being being given more responsibility yeah hey dude we want you to take over this project because we trust you can do it and yep. we're not going to even like deal we're not even going to look at you just do yeah. it and that person's like yeah i sweet earn tr- that man yeah so I, just like understanding how each of these people tick differently yeah. and like it all comes down to the core it's the same with sales sales is all people people want to do business with people that mm-hmm. they love they want to do business with people that they like spending time with to trust and why so rapport is so important like you have to be likable
3: i have to ask you this you 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 have um some wisdom beyond your years you you obviously have gotten a great education not only through trial and error running your own business but also through actual education that you paid for and went and got but i want to know about your uh, your mentors mom dad brothers sisters aunts uncles who who has helped you to kind of rapidly get to this, and I would imagine that your partners are similar, and that they've got there's a level of wisdom on their shoulders that that couldn't have come only from the last six and a half years of running into walls, finding success, running into walls, finding success. Who are the mentors, and what's yeah. where do they come from? Let's share some love with them. First of all, I think everyone, no matter what position you're in, needs to have
2: at least a mentor, yes. someone that you can call on at any time and ask them questions. And it can be mentors in different se- sections. So obviously parents are a part of that. They inspire me. They give us really good life. And so I think that I now understand what it takes to get to where they got to, and it's not easy. And so that's like a motivating side of it. But again, my parents were really strict. They, they wanted engineering path. They wanted me to go work the engineering job. They didn't yeah. really want, they wanted Kanga to be the side hustle. Yeah. And so, I had to prove to them that it was more than a side hustle multiple times. But well,
3: You went plan. all in on a plan. A. You said no plan B, no plan. B. am going right. plan. A. I got time to do another plan. A after exactly. that, you're right. There's but I'm always going the plan fallback. a fallback. Yeah. And the fallback is fine. It's, I'm never
2: going to go the fallback. I'll always want to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Now I'm never going to be an engineer. <laughs> um, but then I have people who, so my last boss is a VP of sales for an organization that I thought had a very diverse and unique sales team and, and watching him, pull everyone together under the one mission was very inspiring to me. Cause now I lead a, our sales team and I have to everything that like Breck knows everything that I say is regurgitated from what he taught me <laughs> right. as a sales so leader. The,
3: guess what? There is no originality in sales left anymore, right? It's That's all, right. we're all recycling one team, one dream. And I yeah. wonder if
2: Jeff, my, my mentor, if he, if he, uh, Got that from his mentors. He I'm did.
3: sure. Like, I'm <laughs> certain. I'm certain.
2: Uh, and then and then people in the entrepreneurial space. So I have a mentor who's, you know, CEO of a $100 million e-com- or wholesale and e-commerce business. And she is just a badass. Yeah. So I can call her for, like, those level of questions I was, like, just talking to you all mm-hmm. Jeff about. Those things that are, like, well, how do you navigate this? And what does this mean? How does wholesale, how do, you know. And so I've just kind of tried to find people that know way more than me because I think I know nothing. And so as long as I can pull something from them, then I at least have a fighting chance.
3: Um, and that's a great way to do it. And so I'm going to ask you, Breck, what's the, what's the greatest lesson that you are learning from, I would assume, one of your mentors?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the best things that he's taught me is if a problem arises, find a solution, or, or, or is find the three solutions and then pick the best one from there that is got out of a lot of pickles and um, you know I'll, I'll come to him with a problem he's like okay give me three solutions i like I'll that better go. than go get a solution i think that's great i really like that find yeah. three solutions and pick the one that works it
3: so on tiktok yeah. it's yeah. really yeah. Well, good if, if someone that comes crazy? to you with a
2: problem a lot of times they just come and, and present the problem and they want you to give them the, the answer. answer the better thing is they okay, never well, think then what what are three possible solutions to the problem which one do you recommend might not be right and that's mm-hmm. okay but then we'll sit down and talk through. Okay, why didn't you pick the other two? Why did you land on that one? And now no one comes in my office anymore. Like with a problem, they're like, "Austin, these are like a couple things that could work. They may be completely not, and I may not know what works. But at least there was the thought process." There. Yeah, yeah. And, I think that's I great. That. Yeah,
3: he's also in that regard is is um, giving freedom to to think and to to be part of the solution. Nobody likes to go to their boss and go, well, I, this problem happened and I'm accountable to it. Like, I think it's yeah. pretty cool to, to if a problem happens, to go to your boss with already the thought process of this happened, but here's what I'm working, here's how I'm doing it. Is yeah. there a way Tell you'd like me to refri- it. refine it? I just think that that's a much more well-received <laughs> from the boss perspective and I think it's an easier conversation from the employee's perspective so there's not that that bashing of heads like you did this wrong. Oh, you had the problem and you've already thought of a solution. That's more of a, it almost creates a proud moment. Yeah.
2: They're like, like, you're good, dude. Well done. Way to think through it. Like problems are going to happen. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's not, it's not the end of the world. If you come to it with a, with a possible solution. And a lot of times if you pursue that solution and then just tell me what you did, that's the best possible situation.
3: Well, what I'd, what I'd love to do, uh, Chris, if you, if you don't mind, I'd love to get kind of a, um, a final uh, thought of inspiration or a final thought on where you see yourself, let's say, in three years and where do you see the organization in three years. Like, what, What's driving you right now? Where do you see yourself going in this grand scheme of things? You know what, by the way, probably not a bad idea to send out to the universe here, and then we'll all root for you to
0: do it. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, I could take the start there, but in three years, you know, I could. uh, We're we're entering a path of what we like to call exponential growth, and you know, it'll be nice to set out on top. And uh, once once the payday has finally come, but the uh, give back, you know, it's just I'm a big believer in pay it forward. You know, you could always help somebody else. You could always. Uh, spill over into somebody, you could always, you know, as long as somebody can be a sponge, you can say, okay, well, let me tell you what I've learned along the way. And so I would uh, definitely love to see myself in a position where I can be a mentor. I can be somebody that says, Hey, well, this is where I had a similar situation and this is where I grew from. And this is what I learned from it. And so, uh, you know, and then just paying it for it that way. Love it. You're a good apple. He is a good apple. Yeah. A lot of good masterminds. Breck's a good,
3: uh, Audio book and podcast listener, yeah, so he, love, he all right. He podcast. absorbs a lot of good. good wisdom. Professional growth, man. It's it. so important. No, no. Who who says that you have to like like be fifty in order to be yeah. wise? Like, yeah. there's there's so much knowledge that is out there now, and you can download it into your brain at a rapid pace, and you don't need to wait for somebody to bring it to you. You just got to go seek it.
1: YouTube University.
3: Oh my god! Right, yeah. it's all out there. There's so much information. So. And it really does put it back on you to have the heart to go get it. So yeah. I appreciate that you, you you speak in that way and you think that way. It's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, where do we see Kanga in three years? We want to have 10 million advocates of the brand. I shared that earlier, and, and that's a lofty goal. That means 10 million people. It's so your BHAG? Yep, exactly. There are customers there are evangelists. They're the people shouting from the mountaintop that Kanka Coolers is the best product for this specific problem, the best solution, and a brand that they would go to bat for. Um, I think we still have probably 10 to 15 times growth needed to get there, and I think we're all bought into to getting to that point and then selfishly and personally, I just, I love inspiring the, the young people, even if they're not young, like mm-hmm. they could be at any stage. If they feel young, then that's all relative and, and that's fine. But I remember being stuck in engineering, having a lot of pressure, feeling like that was the path I had to go down and realized that's not the path that I had to choose. And so when I get a DM on LinkedIn and someone's like, man, I've been following your journey. I've had this project idea tabled for like the last two years. I've taken it off the table and I'm pursuing it now because of something I heard you said or something that yeah. you know, I saw you do. That's like, there's nothing better. Like that is like that a fills your tank. Right. That back is up, crazy. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime. And we just spoke at Clemson like last week and the students are like, man, like I'm motivated now to do something that I, wasn't as motivated before you guys came in here or I was afraid afraid it's like yeah it's like you you've said I hope a couple of these people today friend me on LinkedIn and I see them posting videos because they don't care what their friends think Mm -hmm. and it's like if if I even helped them a percentage to get to that point sweet I don't need anything else like money's cool love traveling but like I just realized that there's more to it right now I think building this like business with these guys and girls. It's just like, it's so fun. It's yeah. really so much fun now. Cause we've, yeah. we've gotten over the hump of like skipping paychecks and like the low lows. like those <laughs> moments are hopefully, beyond, beyond, Hey, knock on wood. You never know what's going to happen in, in this economy, in this world, but, uh, it, it, we're in such a fun place now where it can be as big as we want it to be. So
3: look, well, what's really, really important for all of you out there is to understand that having a brand that you can count on that's going to deliver a quality product is absolutely tremendous and fantastic. And it's a necessity, but having people that you can root for along the way is something that is, is even more powerful. And I can tell you, if you're looking for advocates, you found two right here. We are complete advocates for what you're doing. I think our sales team, really saw something powerful. And I think we're excited about the journey. We're excited to connect on a deeper level. You spoke with our CEO, one of our CEOs today, he's inspired to talk to you guys further about how we can partner and how we can, re, you know, create a relationship and maybe how we can actually mentor each other yeah. along the way. And that's my
2: question for you guys. What's a message do you have for that, that next generation of the,
3: gosh, I got to tell you like the, the message for me, remember I, I am a, a bit of a codger. But I like to think that I like to think I am old school. Like I, I, I came up in a in a manner where, um, like, uh, I never challenged anybody. I didn't ask why. Like I was, I was, I was the guy that they said go do it. Yes, man. I went. Yeah, I went and did it. And then you know that might have got me in some trouble in some cases. So my advice would be to the to a, a generation of human beings: keep asking why. Keep asking why 100%. But please, please also listen to folks that have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and embrace that knowledge and that expertise, that wisdom, and then smash the two together. Mm -hmm. Like, we might say to you, do this, do this. There's nothing wrong with you coming back, like trying it, and then two days later coming back and going, hey, man, you know, I tried your thing, and then I thought about it, and I wrote down this, and I tried this, and I tweaked it, and now it's even better. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let's go. But then That's amazing.
0: To, uh, receiving that is huge as well. Yes. You
3: know? yes. Like, Don't just take the, listen to the advice and be like, I'm not doing it that way. And at the same time, don't just – Take somebody's direction and not think about why they're giving the direction. So sm- ask why, try that way, smash them together, and then find a way to refine it and get better and rid yourself of fear. Fear is a useless feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It is a useless feeling. It creates anxiety, it causes you to tighten up cause you to question yourself. So that would be, that would be my thing. I could tell you the minute that I relieved myself of the fear of getting on camera, getting on the microphone, standing up in front of people thinking I wasn't good enough thinking like I'm not qualified. I don't have the letters behind my name. I don't have the degree when I stopped doing all that. And I just said, here I am world really good stuff started coming to me. Fear is a
1: liar. Yeah. I love it. You know, for myself, I would say, don't, don't stop learning. I think through my time here, almost eight years now, every year there's been a new challenge that we've had to try to solve and overcome and think outside the box. And I think back to a couple of years ago when we really started the, the LinkedIn journey, John, mm-hmm. and putting myself out there and being a little vulnerable on the social front where that was not something that was part of my day to day at it's all. It's nerve wracking. It was, it no. was nerve wracking. It's a masterclass
3: now. Taking an hour to put together a post and getting one like, and it's your sister. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> like,
1: but I, I, ah! I fast forward now, and I mean, y'all are at this table because of a single DM, that right. I reached out That's to you, right. Austin, and mm-hmm. it all came full circle where I was coming out to Clemson for a licensed vendor fair, and uh, the stars aligned, and we, we met Billy and Logan out at the show, yeah. and uh, you know, fast forward a few months, and here we are. Um, it's, just, it's crazy to see how all of stems from just being open-minded and, and continually learning. And trying new things and embedding on yourself.
3: Well, the future is bright for both organizations. We're excited. If you're watching this on YouTube, please check this out. Go to their website. Check out Club Colors. Call Chris. Send us a DM. Send any of us a DM. All the information is going to be there to do that. And by the way, um, try something new. Yeah Try something that your brand has never done before, and see what the reaction is, because the yes. reaction right now is powerful from a lot of people. Stop going back to the well for the same old thing, the same old thing, and the same old thing. You can only give out so many journals, folks. Yeah. I'm not saying a journal's bad. But you can only give out so many journals. Did you guys just give us one? We did give you a journal. Yes. (laughs) The irony. Yeah, the irony of that. That's why I said it, because I'm looking at it, right? We can only give out so many tumblers.
1: Shout out to Adam, who's not on this. The journal's made out of seeds.
3: That journal, you could plant plant in your garden, and it will grow. See do, Do something journals? different. And so we never just give, just give a journal. There's always a journal. thing behind the that's thing. Right. That's right. That's kind of so crazy. that's sustainable <laughs> journals. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. And by the way, gentlemen, I would like to remind you that you've been in the club. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us in the club. It's been a real, I have to tell you. I hope you thoroughly enjoy this episode. Please check out Kanga Cooler. Please go on their social. Please check out their LinkedIn, their TikTok, all their social media. Please go to their website. Please go to Club Colors' website. I'm saying please a lot. You know what? Forget it. I'm not saying please anymore. Do it! (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. I'm tell- I'm not asking anymore. I'm telling you. You go on there. You check it out. It's going to change your life. If you're in marketing, you're in procurement, you got to talk to us here. And by the way, thank you so much for tuning in. In the Club, powered by Club Colors. We thoroughly enjoy putting on this show, and we thank you for listening. Have a great day. Cheers. In the Club is powered by Club Colors. Club Colors is the premium marketing solution for all branded apparel and promotional products utilized to drive your brand awareness and brand success. From concept to doorstep, Club Colors can source over 9 million different product solutions, decorate your logo, create custom kitting solutions, manage all logistics, and build, manage, and curate your company online store. The full, comprehensive, all-in-one solution for your brand. Our brand promise is right solution, right place, right time. Allow Club Colors to create an inspiring brand experience for you and your team. Check us out at www.clubcolors.com.